The purpose of Retire with Style is to help you discover the retirement income plan that is right for you. The first step is to discover your retirement income personality. Start by going to resaprofile.com style and sign up to take the industry's first financial personality tool for retirement planning. Some of their jokes can be challenging, but we've got something you'll like a bit more. Here's Wade, Alex, and me. Welcome everybody to Retire With Style. I'm Alex and I'm here with Wade and we have Bob French on the line. How you doing, Bob? Pretty good. Yourself? Good, good. Wade? How are yeah, you? Doing great as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that enough for the small talk? Are we good here, guys? Yeah, let's, we have let's, had let's some comments that we need a little bit more of this here. So <laughs> that's as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone! In today's episode, uh, what we're gonna do is break down a little bit on the mechanics on how you would go through you know, what, what the steps are to going from ideation to creating a plan. And we're going to do that through using what we, what we refer to as a retirement income challenge. Uh, this is the week of the, well, it's July 20th as we're recording this. Next week, we're going to be doing a retirement income challenge. So we are going to talk what, about what that's about mm -hmm. and, uh, and just let it rip. Uh, right, Bob? Absolutely. So um, I think that was supposed to be my cue to start talking here. So I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, so as Alex said, uh, beginning of August, so starting August 1st, we'll be doing uh, a retirement income challenge. And what these things are is it is a four-day challenge uh, where we actually spend a good chunk of time, two hours every day, and homework, walking through how to take a lot of the ideas that we've been discussing here on the podcast and, and all sorts of other places and actually put them into practice. Um, you know, it's one thing to know, hey, you're a total return person, you're a income protection, you're a time segmentation, whatever it might happen to be. Um, but how do you integrate that? How do you actually turn that into, well, something that will help you reach the retirement that you want or have the retirement that you want? And a lot of that's going to come down to where are you starting from and where do you want to go? Um, and that's exactly the challenge that the retirement income well challenge is trying to help you deal with. Um, so we actually walk. Or Alex, please go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say one of the one of the reasons we, we do this and next week and, and you're right what you were saying August 1st technically is when we're going to start this is it's this sort of talking with prospects and even clients when there's a revision of a plan, there's always this inertia. There's always this uh, mm -hmm. speed bump to get going. And it, there's always something else, right? Uh, doing a financial plan is never number one on anyone's to-do list. It's like perpetually number four or number five <laughs> or, or something like that. And then every day as they go through their day, they knock out one and two and they don't get to four. Or there's some emergency that gets, that gets uh, prioritized, triaged, if you will. And so one month goes by, still there. Six months go by, it's still there, right? It's that kind of ping in the back of your head. And the reality is, I mean, uh, this is a phrase I learned as I was a line cook in, in Chili's. 
look, there's there's nothing to it but to do it. You know, just just sit down and do it. And so Wade and Bob and myself, we created what's known as a retirement income challenge. I, I think Wade was inspired by a juice challenge that he did. Right, Wade? <laughs> 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 Wade lost 20 pounds when I first met days. you in person. Huh? <laughs> the time I came to McLean, Virginia, I think you had that juice challenge going for yourself. <laughs> you had the juicer in the <laughs> office. Just trying to pass that off to Wade here. Just, just <laughs> challenge here on what happened. Well, uh, well for me, challenge, challenge lost. Challenge lost. <laughs> <laughs> from, from my perspective. No, no, but it, it's one of those that it's just one of these knuckle down sessions. You know what? Yep. You know, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the second best time? Right now. And so what we like to do is ho is host these challenges where it's like, let's get your plan in order, but not just talk about it. Let's actually do it. And that spawned this retirement income challenge. And yeah, we want to take some time today to talk about what, we're, what, what goes on during these days. And the reason is, number one, look, it's good to let you guys know because we would love to have you join us. Number two, even if you don't join us, these are the steps that we take mm -hmm. and so vicariously you can kind of hear us and uh and learn from it wait yeah and really get a sense of knowing what to do and now some of these things we have talked about on the podcast before as well but it, it's in a way the the first three the retirement planning guidebook about getting going with what we anticipate with the challenge and, and we'll go into more depth about this but understanding your retirement style working through the numbers to build a funded ratio and, and see if you're on track for a funded retirement. And then also talking about some of the non-financial aspects of finding purpose and passion in retirement. And so a lot of times when you hear people talking about retirement planning, they'll say the average person spends more time planning their vacation or even how to save $20 on a vacuum cleaner than they do planning for their retirement. And so, as Bob noted, there is some effort required on the part of participants to do your homework and to spend two hours a day over a four-day period. But hopefully, after going through that process, you'll feel like you are in a much better place in terms of understanding uh, how to really start approaching your retirement and whether or not you know the, the financial picture is very much a part of that. Are you on track towards having a sustainable retirement in terms of having the assets necessary to fund your retirement goals. That's great. Thank you, Wade. And, and Bob is the MC on this challenge. Uh, so do you want to take it away, Bob? What what context or do we discuss on day one through four or yeah. five? And, and, and within the context of, again, hopefully folks will sign up for this, but for the people that don't, so they also understand absolutely. the order of operations of putting something together. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, over the four days of the challenge, we're, you know, I, I want to stress this, we're going to cover a lot of different ground. Um, so I think kind of the easiest way of doing it is just step day by day. Um, so you can kind of see how it all kind of builds on each other. So the first day, uh, shockingly, we, we start at the beginning. We start with the RISA. Um, you know, we walk you through where this thing came from, um, you know, how this started. It kind of in a research project. We were looking for a better way of trying to figure out how people approach this. What did that look like? What were those initial results? How did we kind of put this all together and kind of conceptualize it? The homework that night, you're gonna go in and do the RISA. Um, and I'll put, I'll put it out there. This is also, uh, you know, 100% free. So everything I'm saying as a member of the challenge, you get uh, just for being part of the challenge, you get you get to go in and, and do these things for free. So you'll go in, you'll do the research. The next day, day two, 
Well, Bob, just to, to note on that, in terms of, so a lot of the regular listeners of the podcast may have taken the re Yes. And, and if that's the case, don't feel like you should stay away from the challenge because there's more coming. Uh, day one, you may have already <laughs> accomplished the task at hand. It's not necessary the RISA a second time. But yeah, we'll, we'll walk through the process of what the RISA means. And then, yeah. as you said, homework night one, take the RISA. If you've already done that, you, you're a you're <laughs> then ready. You're already ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, and uh, I will also call out. Two, um, two points. But, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. I was just going to call out, uh, this is also another opportunity if you've taken the RISA, but your spouse hasn't. Um, <laughs> that's a really great, this is a really great opportunity to have them do that because very often uh, married couples or you know people who are retiring together, whatever the situation might happen to be, uh, you don't necessarily have the same retirement income style and it's both of your retirement. So it's really important to get that information out on the table uh, and you can have those conversations at that point. But Alex, I jumped in on top of you. No, it's okay. The joke, the joke got stale. I was going to say, uh, you know how Wade was talking about if you, if, if you already did it, consider yourself, you know, you get a free pass for day one in terms of the homework. I was going to say, wait, is that like you when you got a reading list of summer books to read in 10th grade and you showed up your junior year with all the books already read, whereas right. someone like myself, Working ahead. I'm playing catch up right from the get go. Is is that kind of the analogy? Yeah, you gotta. You, yeah, a lot of our listeners probably have worked ahead and have done their homework for day one. So, but, but don't don't feel like you can't join. That's that just Absolutely. means you have an easier Monday night for week one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but as Wade said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go from the recent and start covering a lot of other stuff as well. So day two, it's really gonna be uh, funded ratio focused talking about what a funded ratio is, why they're so useful, kind of how to do it. Um, and then, well, again, the homework's gonna be to do it, uh, to do your funded ratio, to run that funded ratio analysis. And myself, and actually one of the advisors from McLean Asset Management are actually gonna be hanging out online after um, the, the normal part of the session to answer any questions as you go in and actually do that immediately. Real quick, Bob, uh, just because we haven't spoken about the funded ratio yet, sure. uh, the market sort of volatility caused us to do uh, some, uh, you know, impromptu, hey, what the heck's going on with the market podcast, which are valuable. But uh, I, I think if Wade and yourself would take maybe five minutes to just lay down the groundwork of what is the funded ratio, because I think mm -hmm. this is the first time they're actually hearing this term. Sure. You know, knowing that we're going to really unpack this during the challenge and also in, in you know, future episodes. Yeah. So wait, since you're the one who actually does the intro to the funded ratio part of that presentation, I'll, I'll pass that off to you. Yeah. And why it's a good sure. transition from the RISA. And right. And as I've um, written the retirement planning guide, because part of that process, I really more and more came to view the funded ratio as a more valuable tool for looking at a retirement plan than it, most retirement planning tools out there, they tend to do that Monte Carlo simulation, uh, randomized stock and bond returns, reporting a probability of success for the financial plan, that sort of thing. The fun, and that's, you can do that. I personally don't find that sort of approach all that valuable. Uh, the funded ratio comes at the question from a different direction. You just take an assessment, uh, figuring out what are all the different assets you have available for retirement. That includes 
investment account balances. That includes social security benefits that are cash flows you'll receive throughout other pension sources, other assets that you feel can be incorporated into your retirement plan. And some of those, again, are cash flows like social security benefits. But you get those all collected and then you add up what's known as the present value of all these different assets and look at what is that value. And then you compare that to what are your financial goals for retirement? And these are generally going to be expense streams. What is your core retirement spending you want to fund throughout retirement? What are the more discretionary types of goals? What would you like to have as reserves for spending shocks? Specifically, want to have something set aside to fund a long-term care type of an event. Uh, do you have legacy goals that you want to incorporate into the financial plan? You look at all these different cash flows related to these expenses and you add up their present value. And the present value that I'm talking about, it's based on an interest rate, which is called a discount rate, but you can also think of it as this is the rate of return your investments will earn during retirement. And we like to base that on a no risk approach to retirement. It's not to say that you don't actually invest <laughs> in stocks in retirement, but just as a first point of assessment, what if I only invested in TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, which give me a real interest rate plus whatever the actual inflation experience is? This is something much about in the past, but a cousin of TIPS, the I-bonds, you hear in the news quite a bit this year because they talk about the 9% the return you're getting on I-bonds because it's some underlying interest rate plus whatever the inflation experience is. So it keeps the assets growing with inflation. It's generally a conservative way to approach retirement that on to a high probability of success in that alternative financial planning process. And so when you go through this process and you look at liability. I'm sorry, wait. We lost our for 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was talking about the, when, when you do the funded ratio process, you're looking at, do you have sufficient assets to fund your liabilities or your expenses associated with those uh, goals in retirement? And if you're fully funded, it means assets precisely to meet your financial goals in retirement. If you're overfunded, you have more than sufficient assets. If you're underfunded, you don't have sufficient assets. And then there's steps you can take with regard to in cases where someone may be underfunded. But then we also look at that as well with what about your core essential spending? What about discretionary goals and legacy? What about reserves? And then that's where I think probably more in day three, talking about the process of based on your RISA, we then look at the finances and do you have any gaps? Do you have a gap for reliable income with relation to longevity expenses? And if so, then the RISA helps to inform how you might want to approach filling that gap, whether it is with a diversified investment portfolio, whether it's with a bond ladder, whether it's with a, a fixed annuity or a variable annuity. Uh, the RISA helps to guide the conversation about how do I want to build my financial plan in this asset liability framework that's relevant to retirement, relevant to funding retirement goals from my asset base. Yeah, no, and, and absolutely. On day three, we're really getting into kind of that implementation piece of it. So taking what you got on the RISA, looking at the funded ratio, and as Wade said, kind of being able to kind of position your plan in a way that makes sense. So if you're someone who is total return, 
you know, it will pop out that, hey, you know, you might not have as many reliable income type of assets, but that's not necessarily a problem. Um, or it might be the other way around. For a lot of people who are kind of thinking about retirement and kind of moving towards it, you know, you've spent your life saving up through accumulation. So all of your assets effectively are going to be in kind of that investment portfolio bucket. Are you up for the challenge? Registration is open for Retirement Researchers August Retirement Income Challenge starting on Monday, August 1st at noon Eastern. During this free four-day challenge with Wade, Alex, and I, you'll get to take the RISA, run and analyze your own funded ratio, and if you put in the work, come out with a retirement income plan that fits you. Space is limited, so head over to resaprofile.com podcast to learn more and sign up today. Again, that's resaprofile.com podcast. See you in the challenge. If you're safety first, how do you start transitioning towards more of that reliable income? What does that look like? How much reliable income do you even really want to be able to cover those essential expenses? And another really interesting way of looking at the funded ratio that we'll be talking about is just overall, how much risk do you want to be bringing into your portfolio? Um, you know, Wade kind of laid out the, you know, overfunded, exactly funded and, and underfunded. Um, how can you use that information to figure out the appropriate amount, quote unquote, appropriate amount of risk for you? Obviously, dependent on your risk tolerance as well. well. You know, there's some guidelines that we can be looking at there. We can, you know, if you're way overfunded, well, it just doesn't matter. Uh, do whatever makes you comfortable. If you're way underfunded, well, you know, probably one, you need to change your goals a little bit. But if you don't want to do that, well, shoot for the moon. See what happens and hope you get lucky. Um, but once we start getting kind of more towards the middle where most people are, you know, we can actually have some really, really interesting conversations around, you know, how much risk do you actually want to take into account? How much risk do you want to bring into your portfolio around these ideas of kind of loss aversion and, you know, how you actually feel about the potential for less retirement income that you might have otherwise. So well, it gets in some really interesting ideas there. I would add to this a uh, couple points. While Wade had mentioned that we use the discount rate, the tips, I mean, what you're effectively doing it, if you could do it in that manner, hypothetically, if you can achieve what you want in that manner, then you have a lot of risk capacity. You know, yep. it's, it's not just like the risk tolerance, but it's, it's more risk, it, it helps establish your preference and overlaying that on the economic feasibility of what the capacity is. But, but I, I think it, it floats very well simply because the RISA determines what your preferences are and what strategies you want to explore. The funded ratio puts numbers behind that in terms of what's the feasibility of this, can you do this or not? And, and, and so that, I, I think that's interesting how Wade said it helps inform the curation of, of the solutions. Yep. Uh, it, it, now, logistically, how that works is, remember, at the first night, you do the RISA. The second day, we could be talking about the interpretations, and it'll be obvious because we'll do that on Monday as well, the first day as well. But the second day is really talking about the nuts and bolts of how the funded ratio works. And then at night, it's really at night or during the day because we will be after yep. we do the two hour session. Bob and uh, one of our advisors, Jason, Stephen, will we'll just be there fielding questions. Hey, how do I enter rental property? 
hey, Otto, I can, we'll have a little program that you guys can get online. You had to go straight to the rental property. Well, we get that all the time. By the way, we get that all the time. I know some of you were thinking about that, listening. Uh, we, we get tons. Of, you know, there's just tons of just data entry questions. And, and so, uh, you know, we'll be there. I mean, why are we doing this? You know, uh, to some extent, it's fun for us. It really is. Yeah. Uh, we love this. It, it energizes us. Because it's one thing, you know, we're just talking about this, talking about that. But it, it, it's fun to put things into action and actually see people cross the finish line. I mean, that that's our, you know, romantic why, if you will. But the, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, we want to make a difference. We, we want to actually do things that make a difference. And so we, we dedicate, you know, Wade, myself and Bob, we, we close down our calendars. And we, we devote the week towards helping folks do this and it, it, it's it's fun it, it's it's very fun and a community forms around this as well but uh, on Tuesday it is you know and and it's not an overwhelming amount of of information you need to put in we're, we're trying to get to first second order level of information you know simply to give you a good sense more a little more directionally than just you know pointing you know waving a finger and pointing it in the air you know a good substance where you can move forward and th- you know, the second night is a good night for that. Third night, third day, yeah, it is the interpretation piece. You know, as Bob was talking about, since we can't do one by one, usually we'll have a lot of folks on this, you know, in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And so we can't, you know, go one by one by one by one. So what we do is, you know, it's the 80-20 rule, right? We cover the basic the basic scenarios that, that we usually see and we discuss how to how to maneuver through them. And that, that seems to work really well. Wouldn't you think, Bob? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely, you know, most people have kind of the same sets of problems. Everyone's got their own unique kind of problem set or their own unique kind of issues, but they all kind of fit into general boxes. And we'll yeah, definitely primary be able colors to... of issues. Primary colors. There you go. Um, and we'll definitely be walking through all that and, you know, how you might think about approaching these problems how well really how you might think about approaching these solutions in ways that you can actually implement them um you know because a lot of it a lot of what people talk about is the problems themselves um or the solutions in isolation um we really want to get at kind of that holistic approach we really want to get at okay, what is an actual solution? Something you can go out and do something about look like. And that, you know, if you put in the work here, is something that you'll actually walk away with. No, absolutely. And a a couple things. Another thing that sparked this, and this is in line with, like, why we even started Dorisa, a lot of folks get to this retirement transition stage, and they're like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And, you know, that's what got us to think about the Risa as a starting point. But, you know, how do you dig a 20-foot hole? You dig. You know, there, there's no way around it. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we can devote time to actually helping you put this in implementation. We really want you to walk away with this understanding of, okay, this is the next, the next best step for me. Think of it like that. What's the next best step, if you will, once you, once you understand your RISA and once you get the information from the funded ratio. So it's that understanding of where you stand relative to your goals, knowing how to reach your goals. And, and uh, our last podcast, not, not, I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake. In a future podcast, I'm like back to the future. <laughs> Wait, this is back to the future. In a future podcast, uh, 
Dave Planchette was talking about the funded ratio and the, and the Monte Carlo. What would you say? I blew it, Wade? <laughs> no, I said Spaceman from Pluto. Oh, it's the alternative from... title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, no, we were talking about how the funded ratio is this uh, progression metric. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, because at, at the end of the day, a Monte Carlo, as, as Wade was talking about it earlier, look, a Monte Carlo is a success or fail. It's a binary kind of thing. And then they take an average of a thousand of them or a hundred of them or 10,000 of them, right? And you get on average 830 out of a thousand uh, succeeded. So you're 83% success rate, all right? It's not progress towards a plan. It's the average of the binary outcomes, right? Yes or no. If, if you're short by a $1, it's a fail, right? If you're over by one dollar, it's 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 a pass. I don't think that gives anyone any solace in, in terms of uh, oh, okay, I'm I'm on track, right? A funded ratio, at the end of the day, conceptually, if you take a step back, it really is your assets divided by your liabilities, right? And if your assets are a hundred dollars, and if your liabilities are fifty dollars, you're in great shape. You know, it's your 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 progress is you're above and beyond it. If your assets are ninety dollars and your liabilities are $100, you're 90% of the way there. You know, so it's this progression metric, which people just resonate so much better with that, especially as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll drill down, as Wade said, into for essential, an overall funded ratio, then a, then a funded ratio for essential, a funded ratio for discretionary, a funded ratio for reserves, if you will, and figure out where there's subsequent subset shortfalls. And you know, if money is fungible, assets are fungible, right? See how you want to move it around, relative to the RISA preferences that you had. We just find that remarkably efficient and understandable for everyone in a great first step. And we do that for the first three days. It, it sort of builds upon itself, so it's not overwhelming. We, we really want to scaffold into, a, into your cathedral of a plan, if you will. <laughs> you like that one, Bob? <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> Cathedral might be a little bit of a strong word here. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was going with that. Halfway through, I was like, how am I going to end this sentence? (laughs) That actually might be a good jumping in point about, you know, the the funded ratio. It's not a cathedral. It's kind of a, uh, you know, it's a waypoint. It's It's more than a chapel. It's something that you, you know, you kind of use this. I'm, I'm not sure if you use this word, but I'll put it in your mouth, but kind of a, you know, incremental type of thing. It's, you know, you, you run this, you get a good idea of where you are, and then you can see how it moves forward. Um, and to that end, it's not a hyper detailed type of analysis. You know, one of the questions we get a lot is what information am I going to need um, to be able to do this? And it's not that much. Um, you need to have a general sense of what you want your spending to look like in the future. Uh, big round number type of thing. So we don't need to know, you know, when you're 87, how much your grocery bill is going to look like or anything like that. Just a general sense of I want to be able to spend X number of dollars a year. I've got these big extraordinary expenses that I want to plan on. Here's how much, you know, are in the different investment accounts that I have. Here's what I have in terms of any annuities or things like that. Some pretty basic set of information, stuff that I think I think is probably fair to say, at least for this audience, for folks listening to this podcast, you probably could do a pretty darn good job off the top of your head. Um, and then, you know, be able to go in, get a general sense of where we are, and then move forward, kind of figure out from there, how do we proceed? It's the tool to get you to that next best step, as Alex and, said. 
and uh, and again, uh, going back to this because it merits this this is this is a standalone product that we actually charge yes. for at at McLean. Uh, this whole challenge week, everything is free. It's one of the ways that we just start way of giving back and interacting. Like I said, we learn a lot from it in terms of just the interactions with folks, and it's just a great tool to to get to know everyone. But so this is all. This is all provided for free as a service because uh, I don't know. It, it's a it's a great way to scale. It's a great way to do one to many in in terms of advice. In the similar way that the podcast is about information education, the challenge is about action. It really is yep. about action. If if you just want to listen in, don't do it because you're taking somebody's spot. Right. And you know th this is really about okay. It's time to hit the gym. Let's do it. You know we're going to be there for you, but we really want you to commit to taking action. You know when when we you know on August the first. Uh, so Bob, what? Okay, we do the we do the preferences with Arisa. We run the numbers, which identifies the strategies and solutions. Am I done with retirement? Is retirement a success, or is there more? <laughs> well, with that lead in, I think we can all guess where this is going. Um, but I actually argue that day four um, is the most important day. It's where we talk about kind of living in retirement. You know, everyone is very for good reason, hyper-focused on the financial side of things. Um, but that's just kind of the prerequisite to having kind of the retirement that you want to have. Once you have that financial piece in place, you gotta figure out what you're gonna do with it. Uh, and, and that sounds really simple, but it's not. Uh, there's a lot of people who kind of just go into retirement without much thinking and they don't know what to do with themselves. Uh, they end up watching TV all day or you know whatever else it might happen to be. There's only so much golf you can actually play as a lot of retired people will tell you. So what we wanna do is help you think through what is a meaningful retirement? What is something that you would actually enjoy doing or the, going through your life in the different phases of retirement for the next 30, 40, potentially longer years. You know, one of the things I always think about is, are you the same person now, you know, as you're getting close to retirement, as you were 30 years before? Probably not. In fact, I'd say, I hope you're not. Um, you know, we all grow, we all change. But you need to have that idea of what it is that you want to be at least starting out with during retirement and what that looks like. So that's something that we really want to stress a lot um, in terms of making sure people have that in place. You know, if you don't, no matter what the financial piece looks like, you haven't finished your financial plan. You haven't finished your retirement plan. That is an integral and probably the most important part of that plan. And this is a new level of research that we've, we've sort of embarked on over the last year and a half or so, simply because a lot of our a lot of our readership just started asking questions around more mm -hmm. existential concerns in retirement. Like I used to identify as this corporate executive. Now I'm retired. Hey, I, my emails to friends are going yeah. are falling on deaf ears all of a sudden. <laughs> what, what's happening here? <laughs> no, but it's that that sort of the identity. Your identity changes, and and that there's a lot there. There's a lot there to unpack. And in fact, uh, over I, I overthink, Bob. This is a, a work. This is something we focused on workshops a lot on retirement yep. researcher this year with the help of Dan Vito. Uh, yep. how, what, what, what's been the reaction so far from from that? Yeah, no, it's been, 
it's been a really, really great reaction. You know, Dan's definitely done, um, you know, some stuff on things like relationships and retirement, how those change and evolve, what those look like. Why isn't your friend from work replying to your email? Um, you know, and kind of how good to luck, deal with Good luck, things. Bob, emailing me when you retire, by the way. <laughs> I'll be playing pickleball, yeah, baby. Pickleball. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the one who's retiring first here, so. Hey, 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 already. Wait, what the hell is this? <laughs> Did you hear this? This is recorded, too. Yeah, yeah right? That's right. <laughs> Write it down. Time right. of death, 720 218. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, actually, even Dan just finished a, uh, a full-length course within uh, the Academy at looking at kind of how your health shapes your retirement throughout the course of your retirement and looking at things like that. And it's been really, really illuminating. And I think a lot of people have gotten a ton out of these types of things because, well, you know, at a certain point, your finances, you know, they're never done. You know, there's always more that you can be doing. But this part really becomes the determinant of whether you have a good retirement, whatever that means to you. That's really going to be the determinant of whether you enjoy your retirement or not to be too blunt about it, you're waiting to die. Um, so this is an incredibly important part that I think we need to talk about even more. So, so I'm really excited for day four always. Wade, what are your thoughts? Since this is something you've been writing about too lately. Right, right. This is just as important, if not more so than any of the finances and, you know, the kind of the... The conventional wisdom vision of if you are looking at a web page about retirement, usually it's a picture of a couple walking on the beach or playing with their grandchildren. And don't forget sailboats. So. <laughs> sailboats as well. Certainly. What about a mountain climbing? <laughs> hey, that's retirement research. Uh, be careful. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> right. Watch your next words, Wade. Be very careful. <laughs> But of course, that might be a portion of the day or of the week or, or of the month. But it's not, you've got, I mean, the, the 40 hours a week that you may have spent at work need to be filled. And that's not all going to be filled with walks on the beach and so forth. And so the reality is you have to find purpose and passion. The, as people are living longer and as your retirement may last for 30 or more years, a vacation lasting 30 years is probably not going to be satisfying for a vast majority of the population. And that's where even things like working in retirement, if that's what gives you purpose and passion, retirement in that context becomes more about just achieving financial independence, being able to have more control over your schedule, maybe even shifting to volunteer work or working for a nonprofit where uh, the salary is not the important factor. It's being able to achieve your purpose and passion. And in thinking about these issues, thinking about the stress related to not having work in your life anymore and so forth, uh, relationships with a spouse, relationships with other family members, relationships with previous coworkers, uh, no longer having an excuse. Like if, you're, you've been, if you mean to exercise and you haven't been and your excuse is, well, you're too busy working, but when you retire, you have all this time to do exercise. Then when retirement comes, you may still not exercise and then you don't have an excuse and that can lead to depression and then that can lead to not exercising. So there's all these different issues that need to be accounted for and thought about in advance. And that's really what, what day four is all about with that softer side is, of retirement is how can we start to think about having a successful retirement outside of any financial consideration, but just simply 
having a reason to wake up each morning and having purpose and passion and doing what excites you and gives you that motivation to, to move forward in a positive manner and be active and not passive and not fall into watching too much television or surfing the internet too much and that sort of thing. That's what day four is about. No, I, I think it's great. And, and Bob, were you able to secure Richard Simmons to do a quick uh, 20 minute? Uh, Unfortunately speech? not. No. He's, uh, uh, he, he's not coming out of his house. He's not doing any calls anymore. <laughs> so um, Al, or uh, Wade will actually be, be running that, uh, that <laughs> session here. Okay. So, okay. What in the old here, Wade? So. <laughs> Wait, you, you, he wasn't available. Huh? I'll send you the tank top, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Handing no, it no, off. No, but as, as we finish up here, what, what, obviously, folks in retirement, I, I, I'd love for you, Bob, to discuss who this is good for, but more importantly, yeah. who this is, who this isn't good for, because right. we're, we, we fill this up. I mean, we really do. And it gets to the point that I want to make sure that it's for people yeah. that really are intentional about putting in the work. I, I'm kind of like the bad cop here sometimes, but it's important because it, we yeah. owe it to the people that actually want to do put in the work because it, it's yeah, a great absolutely. opportunity. We, have, we do have a limited number of seats uh, within these challenges. So, you know, we do ask that if you want to sign up, you go in with the intention of actually doing it. Um, you go in wanting to put in the work. Um, you know, it's not an onerous level of work. This isn't like organic chemistry or anything like that back in college, but this is something where you have to intend to do it. Um, you have to intend to put in a couple hours over a couple days uh, to really get the most out of it. So this is really geared for people who are, you know, gearing up for retirement or, or in early retirement, trying to put everything in place. So if you're someone who is, you know, in your 20s, there's probably you're probably not going to get as much out of it. Um, but if you're someone who is 55, 60, 65, 70, maybe even a little past that, this is right in that wheelhouse where you're going to be putting yourself in position to have that best retirement that you possibly can and figuring out how to do that effectively. Um, and, you know, that's really who we want to be talking to. That's really who's going to be getting the most out of this um, because they're it can be a really, really great experience for the people who are ready for it, for the people who are excited to kind of put all of this in place and get everything under control, um, get themselves positioned correctly, uh, whatever that might mean for you, but positioned correctly for their best retirement. Wade, did you take organic chemistry in college? I didn't, but I did want to mention, because when Bob says, like, sign up now, space is limited, that sounds like a traditional marketing type message, and I'm the anti-marketing person, but it's literally <laughs> true, just <laughs> the, the software we use for these limits the number of attendees, yep. unless you're willing to pay a lot more on your software subscriptions, so it's literally true that we do usually fill up the space available, and so... It's not just a marketing gimmick. There really is. A no, no, and by that, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand registrants, and and we we hit it. We hit it pretty consistently, and so then people can't register after that, and so you're taking somebody's spot. If you're an advisor listening in and you just want to see what it's about, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pleased with a cherry on top. Uh, Simply because, you know, we want individuals to actually do the plan and run it. If you want to know how it's done, give Wade or I or Bob a call. We're more than happy to be open book about it.
but don't take somebody's spot. It's one of those things that we want people to actually do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Bob, I, I think we speaking about marketing way that have we told anyone where to sign up? <laughs> we have not. I was I was just gonna uh, have to put them in like the your little outros or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was about to jump in pretty soon and say, well, you know, the place to sign up um, is, you know, if you're coming in from the podcast here, it's resaprofile.com slash podcast, um, kind of where most of the stuff from the podcast is going to be this time around. It'll pass you over to be able to register uh, for the challenge uh, just to keep things easy. But again, that's resaprofile.com slash podcast. Um, and if you're on our retirement researcher mailing list or anything like that, you've already, uh, well, actually, by the time this goes out, you've definitely gotten an invitation or two. Uh, so you can do it through that way. Uh, but so long as you register one way or the other, you'll be able to, to join us and, uh, and take part in this really great event. And we'll do the show notes too, correct? Yep. It'll be in the show notes. But again, resaprofile.com slash podcast. See you there, guys, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, that's all we got, right? Yep, Wait, yep. anything else? Oh, I, did we ever say the time either? So it's it's August first to August fourth, <laughs> twelve to two Eastern time. Apparently, we're that. all the anti-marketing guys around here. So, <laughs> so August first, twelve to two p.m. Eastern time, and, so and Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, okay, and then Tuesday. If you want to stick around longer, Bob and a very special guest will, will be there to <laughs> just help you work through the, the data entry. Yeah. All right. But this is a pretty cool thing. I would definitely urge you to take advantage of it. It's free. It, it's a hell of a it, it's a hell of a thing to, to, to offer. And, and I, I think it's great. And, yeah. and, you know, thank you for listening on my end. I'll bid adieu. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Wade and Alex are both principals in McLean Asset Management and Retirement Researcher. Both are SEC-registered investment advisors located in Tysons, Virginia. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational and educational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific securities. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor. All investing comes with risk, including risk of loss. Past performance does not guarantee future results.